Week three is almost in the books, and we're back with the Dynasty Time podcast. Scott here along with Dan. What's up, everybody? And we have a special guest this week, and that is Jutang Clan, David Alster. Welcome to the podcast, David. Happy to be here. What's going on? Is this a lifelong dream of yours? It is. It is. This is actually the second uh, the second Pizer, Scott Pizer podcast I've been on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, you were on Idol at one point. We have to get you back on there. Uh, uh, speak, <laughs> speaking of that, uh, we're, we have ads, Dan. Wow. <laughs> I'm really happy for you. That's, you should that's check impressive. it out. We get paid for every download. Please download it. Um, I, I do. I do download it. I think I have like 54 unlistened to it. Don't listen phone. to it. That's fair. Anyway, uh, we are currently recording during Monday Night Football, so a few games still in the air. But to get started, David, why don't you, uh, you know, give us 30 seconds of who is David Elster so people know who you are. Who is David Elster? Yeah. Uh, I, like Paul Rossman uh, of the Ultimate Warriors, am one of Scott Pizer's co-workers at PepsiCo in Chicago. Uh, Scott recently left us to join the Gatorade team, but I'm still on uh, the Quaker business. I recently got married to a wonderful woman who is also a co-worker of mine. <laughs> um, that That's was true. August 31st, and I uh, proudly got married and also drafted my incredibly amazing 2-in-1 football team um, a few days later on my mini-moon. So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. That was pretty impressive. I did not <laughs> expect you to show up to the draft room. Yeah, I mean, well, with two, with two first-round picks, it's hard, you know, it's hard to miss a draft like that. That's true. This is kind of your year. It's quite an opportunity, yeah. I kind of wish you didn't show up. <laughs> At this point, it kind of feels that way. Uh, David is from the Chicago area, so he's a Bears fan, so he's watching this Bears game. What do you think about the Bears today? I am impressed with the Bears. Um, I, I wish they'd shown up. Uh, you know, last week or the week before that, but happy to see Trubisky producing some offense. Um, I took the under on this game, not happy that they're producing so much offense, but uh, yeah, this is good to see. Hopefully they keep it up. We got quite the division, Dan. The division is incredible. I mean, the division's incredible, obviously defensively, the best division in the league, not even close. Offensively, eh, teams will get better. Some some kind of are. I mean, the Vikings look good. Bears look good offensively. Can't count out Rodgers. Lions are the Lions. We right? look great. Think, We're getting it done. I think this is like Lions, like, 2.0. Like, you're going to have some just heartbreaking, rip-your-face-off losses. But then you might actually have a couple wins in that same regard, which would be different, right? It is a little weird. Like, when we had the blocked field goal this week against the Eagles in years past, they would have just rolled down and scored and won the game, but we actually made a play. It was weird. I'm not used to that. Uh, but anyway, this is a fantasy football podcast. So let's look at week two and we'll start with some of the games that finished uh, first up NWO destroying blue 32 by what? What is it? 70 points or so. Uh, Blue 35, 75. Yeah. Uh, disappointing showing from Blue 32. 
this is not one of the biggest victory margins, though. So, sorry, Logan. You didn't win that. Not much to talk about there. Uh, <laughs> move on <laughs> to Green Hell and Freelancers. Green Hell moves to 3-0 and on the season. Nick Laverty came into the season hoping that this was his year. And it's looking pretty good. He's only won more than three games. I guess eight of the 13 seasons. He's easily the worst franchise <laughs> with 105 Ouch. losses. But he's, he's come out strong this year. He might be making up for it this year. His, his squad is phenomenal top to bottom. And, and this one hurts me. Again, everything revolves around me, so I'm going to bring it back to me here real quick. But <laughs> rewinding to the draft night, I took I was deciding between Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook at, at my pick, and of course took Joe Mixon, which Ooh. allowed Green Hell to take Dalvin Cook right afterwards. I believe Dalvin Cook's like one or two or three in terms of running backs, especially with Barkley now hurt. Uh, that's yeah, it hurts me. But yeah, we all called out Green Hell. I think on that first show. And his team looks really damn good, especially if, you know, Marquise Brown in Baltimore kind of keeps things rolling. I love Goff, too, the rest of the way. So that's my two cents there. Lance, he'll be all right. But Interesting choice uh, with the freelancers choosing the Baltimore Ravens defense up against the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I think they might have – I think he might have had a better chance against Green Hell had he streamed a defense, potentially. That's a good call. I don't know if you ever want to play against the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, if you had the Bears, would you play them against the Chiefs? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I feel like the Bears are always good for like a pick six or two. They are this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lance is in Hawaii right now, so maybe he wasn't uh, too worried I, about his defense. I don't know. It kind of depends on who else is on your roster, right? I mean, if you have the Bears defense, you're likely not carrying another defense. Mm-hmm. And if you have a relatively deep team – Right. then he'll roll with the Bears, and they are obviously the best defense in the league. The Ravens, on the other hand, are a good defense, and Lance's team isn't exactly the deepest, as I'm looking at his bench right now. He's got, like, three drop candidates. Yeah, he has. I mean, right. you could drop Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon? <laughs> Who the hell is that? He was actually pretty good last year. He was he's the strongish Jets tight end. But, yeah, he already has Vance McDonald and Evan Ingram, so... Exactly. So we're going to chalk this one up to Lance being on a different planet. Not great, Lance. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving on to my game. I'm going to 3-0 with um, a pretty impressive victory here against C-City. Yeah, just same old for Badger Pride. Just week in, week out. Just solid. I don't know what else to say. Great great pickup with Mecole Hardman. That was this week, right? Uh, that was last week, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He used them against me already. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hardman, good. Kittle came around a little bit. Prescott. Dak somehow. just continues, yeah. yeah. Incredible. So, oh, sorry, C-City. Uh, and then we move on to the Misfits, who actually put up a pretty good game with 117 points. But then CR Pies put up 150 plus. That's tough to beat. And Craig will move to two and one, while the Misfits go to zero and three. Oh, Luke, that's sad. Sorry, Luke. One thing we talked about. It was either last week or the week before about kind of what is your target point total, if you will, to win a week in this league. And I think we were kind of in like the 110 to 120 range. 
this week might be a little bit of an anomaly, but there was a ton of points scored this week in the NFL. So there's some really big scores out there. And I think to feel comfortable in this league now, especially with the past half the NFL, you're going to need, you know, 130 probably if you look across the scores this week. I think there were seven or eight scores of over 130 points or something. Six scores above 140. That's kind of crazy. It's incredible. Do you have a stat on that one? <laughs> no, I haven't uh, added up what the biggest week is. This could be it, though. The last one that has gone final is Jutang Clan, 142 Ooh. to 102. Uh, David, how are you feeling about your team going to 2-1, and one, beating Bobby FC? Felt pretty good about my lineup. Bobby FC put up some strong numbers, too. Um particularly happy with DJ Shark, who's like a last-minute free agent pickup. Not sure how he's going to continue to do, but um, yeah, really happy with my team. Robert Woods could have done a little bit better, but 142 points is nothing to complain about. Plus, I have Daniel Jones on my bench, who I'm also very psyched about. Yeah, it would be nice if you could have played two quarterbacks this week. Huh? <laughs> oh, is that a segue? Well, no, we'll get to that later. <laughs> Um, the two games that have not kicked or finished are actually very much in play. So first up, because I want to end with Dan, first up, Birds of Prey and Primetime. Right now it's within five points. So by the time you hear this, it'll be over. But good games from both these guys. And Birds of Prey looking to get their first win of the year. Birds of Prey has definitely been the most surprising team for me so far without, you know, going 0-2 to start. But it looks like they'll get on the board here. So, I don't know. There's still nine minutes left in this game. Washington. Who the hell's Terry McLaurin? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's, have, he's working on a career game right now. And it's his uh, every game so far this season, he's had a touchdown. He's a pretty good rookie. Wow. I was going to pick too him bad. up. Yeah, yeah too bad. Too bad we, He'd we be can't a good keep keeper, him. Yeah, that'd be interesting. DP candidate. Uh, so, yeah, primetime looking for his second win. Getting some good good points from Greg Olson this week. That was kind of a surprise. Good to see him. And then Brothers Mendez with 152 <laughs> points on the verge of having the second most points in a loss in league history. How does that feel? Feels great. Did I get ten bucks for that or something? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not currently. Uh, the game's not over. I mean, if Washington scores again, that Chicago Bears defense goes down. There's a chance. Yeah, uh, yeah. we'll see about that. <laughs> I mean, um, Calvin Ridley putting up one point one points has to hurt. Yeah, I'm actually just shocked. That was surprising. At, I can't believe how inconsistent he is i also didn't realize that they have obviously we know sanu but they have a couple other wide receivers that they that they rotate in there and ridley's just still so young that i just he's not getting the i don't think he's getting the snap count that he will going forward which you know he would have been probably for me more of a a swap in and swap out guy before we went to the additional wide receiver spot but now I'm kind of forced into using him, which he still should be okay as a fourth wide receiver and or flex spot, but not at 1.1 points. Uh, I have to interrupt you as the Redskins fumbled on fourth and one. 
And the Bears picked up the ball. What the hell was he doing? So if you are not watching the Monday night game, Case Keenum on a fourth and one from like the 20-yard line decided to reach over the line with an unprotected ball like it was the end zone. (laughs) (laughs) And like six Bears decided to knock it out of his hand. The silver lining on this, as I was telling you guys before, is that I really missed Case Keenum on the Vikings through the first two weeks of the season. Cousins yeah. had a good week this week, and Keenum is seems to be embarrassing himself. I haven't watched one minute of the game because I didn't want to feel this pain in real time. But <laughs> it makes me feel maybe a touch better that Keenum's starting career might be over for a while next week. So, you know, whatever. Congrats to Ultimate Warriors. This like was a Paul. big rivalry. Game, I like yeah. Russell Wilson, so you know, I, I he, he had a great great week, and essentially Russell Wilson and the Bears D, you know, win it for him, which which is it's about fitting. Use use my own Badger against me, and then my probably least favorite professional sports team in the Chicago Bears. But you know, <laughs> Ouch. it's all good. At least that wasn't the 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 most points scored in league history in a loss. <laughs> That's true. That goes to Bobby FC, who lost 165 to 160 back in the second year of the league. Uh, so we finished with uh, two 3 and 0 teams, and it appears that we'll have two 0 and 3 teams as well. Then everyone else bunched up in the middle. Good times. Anything else on week two, boys? Three, week three. Does, Let's move on. Doesn't from week sound three. like it. <laughs> Let's move on from week three as fast as we possibly can. All right. So we have had some great discussion on the board, and I think uh, when we get people on here, we like to talk about that kind of stuff. So we've talked about live draft, obviously, which I'm going to have to bring back because I would like to confirm that sooner than later. Um, but we've really been talking about the superflex, David. What are your thoughts on the Superflex? I've already expressed my, my opinions in the Slack, but um, yeah, open to the Superflex. I think it'll add it'll add another um, you know extra. It'll add some more strategy, I think, to uh, lineup setting. Um, outside of that, I mean, I think it's take it or leave it. Sort of indifferent. Am I allowed to be indifferent? You're allowed to be whatever you want to be. <laughs> um, yeah. Interesting. I think the big question is coming out of the Superflex is also not only the lineup, but the scoring that has to happen with the QB. And that's what Logan had wanted to talk about. And so he played this message. Hey gentlemen, hope uh, hope the show's going well tonight. This is Logan with the NWO calling in. Just had a couple thoughts I wanted to share with the league and uh, use the uh, the wonderful podcast uh, as an opportunity to uh, to bring them up. First of all, I love all the conversation on the Superflex. Really, really think it's uh, been productive. Would like to get some more concrete ideas on what we would do to the point structure, and I think that'll have a big impact on. Um, whether or not I end up kind of being a supportive or against uh, that uh, that position here. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on if we do move forward with Superflex, what, what you guys would propose as that goes, as far as that goes. Thanks. 
So that was Logan asking about the scoring right there. So Dan, uh, we talked a little bit about it. Uh, thoughts on what we need to do in your mind to make this uh, work in the best way. Yeah. My personal opinion is I want to hit the QB scoring pretty hard right now. The quarterback is obviously the most valuable position week to week in terms of just the number of points they score, which others have called out. A couple others have called out in the slack as main reasons uh, against the super flex. But from what I said, I would love to really reduce the QB scoring something like three points for a touchdown, minus two for an interception, 30 or 40 yards for a point passing, you know, Scott can model all this out, but I think I would love to kind of hit that pretty hard to make it a little bit less obvious, or I guess considerably less obvious, if you will, to, to start a quarterback in that super flex spot. So I'd love to get some more thoughts on that. I know Logan and others do have some thoughts, but I think when Scott plays around with some of the data, we'll see that making that change makes quarterback behave a lot like other positions while still being, you know, in the top, call it third, very valuable. It's not going to be the most obvious decision to start a, you know, third wide receiver on a good passing team or maybe Case Keenum against the Bears. That's not going to be an obvious decision. Is the league big enough, do you think, to have two QBs? Or is it, do you think it would be too deep? I guess for me, that's not that big of a deal. I mean, there's 32 starting quarterbacks. Typically, there are, once we get into to buy season, there are four teams on buy, right? So that's 28 quarterbacks divided by two is 14. We have 14 teams. Yes, could, I, could, I, could I stash QBs, though, or would we allow for QB stashing? You know, that's a really good question. Actually, something I, I brought up to Scott separately is, would we consider limiting the number of quarterbacks you can have on your roster? I think standard leagues and, and a lot of leagues have position limits in general to kind of prevent that, whether, you know, regardless of the position. So I, I don't think it's unreasonable to explore that. That's probably a polarizing topic in general. But for me, I, I wouldn't have a concern with limiting that to three quarterbacks on your team. So we just don't have any ridiculousness of stashing quarterbacks. I think the last piece I'll say on that is just with our keeper style league, you want to be able to have a DP quarterback, if you will, to, to try to build around potentially. So that's the one major consideration I have there about limiting. Yeah, I think that's an interesting one. Um, in general, we haven't had limits because we've kind of wanted people to be able to, you know, build teams how they want to build them. Um, but the quarterback thing is an issue because if you do start letting people have four quarterbacks, that's an issue. Although I don't know if it is because if you keep the bench the same size, that's a lot of bench space to be keeping <laughs> unused, right? Um, and if you nerf the quarterback position enough, then, you know, other people, yeah, you just don't get a quarterback if you didn't pick them. Like that's your problem. And I guess, <laughs> and I guess if the QB is less valuable because the QB yeah. is scoring less points, then you may be less incentivized to pick up a QB as a free agent anyway and stash them. So yeah, right. that could be the thinking. We do have a new guest on the line. <laughs> Logan, welcome to Hello, the pod. Hello, how are you? 
we're we're great. You're here with Dan. Is and that David. Steve? Oh, Logan. Sorry. <laughs> no, this is Logan. I don't. Hey, Logan. How you doing? Good. Did we figure out? Like, did Steve call in tonight, guys? Steve did not call in, so I don't know where he went. That's weird. Uh, so we were just talking. I'd love, love your opinion. Do you uh, restrict the amount of quarterbacks you can have if you move to a super flex? Right now, there's no position limits. No. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, 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 guess I look at it this way. If someone wants to go and draft 12 quarterbacks and then have, you know, and then does not have any wide receivers or running backs as a result, then let them have a bench full of quarterbacks and they can lose every week and then everyone else can just play their flex position as they usually would. Is that the argument essentially or the conversation that people are having or you guys were having? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that makes sense. I, at the end of the day, it's just like right now, the running backs have been deemed to be quite valuable with how limited the position is over the last several years. So if you really want to stockpile your running backs, you can really only start three in a given week. And even if we right. move to the super flex, you can, you can still only start two quarterbacks in a given week. So it really doesn't benefit you to, to try to stockpile four or five quarterbacks, especially with our relatively limited bench uh, with only having five slots on the bench. So I don't know that's it's that big of a deal. I also Logan said earlier that I don't believe or I'm not against limiting to three, but would it be really that big of an issue? I'm not so sure. And if you're really wasting, you know, multiple early picks on quarterbacks, well, that just means the other positions are going to suck because the, the draft's not getting that much deeper, if you will. So if you're taking quarterbacks in rounds, you know, two, five, and seven, well, your running backs to wide receivers are really going to suck. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. I'm I'm generally in favor as as we think about all of the new rules or whatever we're doing going forward for for the league here is any opportunity we have to make an owner or manager of a team have to think a little bit more strategically about how to build their team and who to draft and how to like interact with the other league members it, i think that's a good thing and adding a component of like quarterback drafting strategy um i think could be interesting it'll be interesting to see how some people go forward doing it. So I don't think there's a right or a wrong. And if we limited it to three, I think that's fine too. Um, and I think most people are probably just going to settle on three anyway, naturally, but who knows? I think if someone wants to try a different approach, maybe leave them the opportunity to do it. That's my gut reaction on the spot here in the two seconds I've had to think about it. I think who knows is my biggest takeaway of the last two days of thinking about this whole thing is the draft is just going to be chaos. Like I have no idea how anybody picks these players with the super flex. I mean, are you guys even confident that the super flex is happening here? I mean, that's a touchy subject. I don't know. I, I'm trying not to be uh too biased although the more i read and the more i talk about it the more i'm into it uh right now i would say we have eight people who are pretty firmly in is that is that a quorum or are we going senate filibuster rules here do we need to get a a little bit more (laughs) 
No, I think we need more, but um, I don't know. It seems to me like every time we, we talk about it, we someone says, no, I don't want to do it. And then, and then they go, oh, wait, good point. Yeah, we should do that. So, I think I'm admittedly still on the fence. I mean, yes, I want it in theory. I like it. But I'd be very curious about the scoring model that we set up before I like officially was like, yes, I want to do this. Yeah, I'm in the same camp as you. I'm, I guess, more on the fence than indifferent. I want to get there. I want to do it. But I, I also don't want to create a weird system that like blows everything up um, in the process. So I want to say yes, but we'll see kind of where the scoring lands. I think to that point, I'm, I understand where you guys are coming from. And in general, I'm with you. However, what pushes it over the edge for me is I want to be focused more on quarterbacks. I, I can name all 32 starting quarterbacks off the top of my head in probably like 45 seconds, as could you guys. I'm, and I'm not saying this is the right way to look at it, but I think getting more of those players, the people that we know in a pass at the NFL, incorporated in the league, is that gets me more excited thinking about fantasy football. And maybe that's way too much of a or, or too much of a, a simple way of looking at it, but that's where I'm at right now. I want more quarterbacks involved, regardless of what the scoring is. I want to I wanna have to play my quarterbacks every week. I want to have to try to find that rookie, that, you know, random 18 to 25th best quarterback on a given week, or maybe I have to try to trade for that guy. Maybe my team's struggling. I just need to change something up and actually trade a decent wide receiver for uh, – Name a Daniel Jones who out of nowhere becomes good in week three or four, so, or we think it's going to be good against the bad team. But yeah, I mean, that's the interesting thing. It's like now, what does David do with Daniel Jones? He just kind of leaves him there and he's like, all right, I might play him at some point. I don't know. But if you have that, if you have that other option, all of a sudden he's a trade asset, you're playing him and you're super flex probably. Or you're DPing him. Like, all of a sudden, there's all these things you could do with that second quarterback. Right now, he's just kind of sitting there. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing where the point matters to me is I'm thinking later in the year or even in the playoffs, you have a, like two strong teams that are, like, going, you know, right? We're playing each other, maybe to go to the championship. I get this is projecting hypotheticals or whatever it may be. And... Dan, your team has Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes and you dominated all year because of it. Um, and then the week before the championship, like Lamar Jackson gets hurt and there's no quarterbacks left in the league. And now your option is, you know, Jamal Williams is running back for the Packers, right, to put in because that's all that's left. And I get that that's fantasy and that's how that happens. But there's a big difference between that crazy high-scoring quarterback in the flex position that you have to drop down to then if you're taking your wide receiver four and moving them into the flex position because you had a wide receiver three in there. Like that, it just, it would, at least in other positions, like one injury or one fluke thing doesn't just end your season for the most part, at least at that stage. And that would be, that would just kind of leave a, a bad taste in my mouth if I didn't feel I could recover if something like that happened. Yeah. That makes sense. So I think next steps, because you could talk about this for hours, 
um, I've simulated some things. I'm going to do some scoring systems and essentially we can figure out what the different scoring things does to the QB scoring and then actually throw that out there to people. So we have some tangible scores to look at. Um, I think that's, that's going to be important next step. Uh, the last thing here, we had another message. So let's listen to that. Hey, gentlemen. Thanks so much for taking my call on the uh, Superflex. Really appreciate the discussion. I actually have another thing that I wanted to bring up that's important to me, though I have a feeling will be a bit controversial and doubt we'll get much traction in the league, but nonetheless wanted to bring it up. And that's the idea of some sort of, uh, I don't want to use morality as the word, but clause in the league about drafting players who have been credibly accused or convicted of sexual assault or domestic violence against women or children. Um, just because the NFL feels that uh, smoking marijuana is worse than, than beating women uh, doesn't mean at league that we need to just go along with that. And wanted to get everyone's thoughts on if there should be some additional punishment or change of rule as it relates to those people, whether it be removing them from the pool, which is more extreme, or if you're going to draft one of these players require donation to the domestic abuse hotline. Different, I know. Would love to get your thoughts. Thanks so much. Hey, uh, this is um, uh, Steve from Akron here. Uh, long time, second time. Uh, just wanted to say I love the pod. Been uh, listening pretty uh, religiously here, as you guys know. I uh, just wanted to call on the last caller what uh, Logan raised about the, uh, the the kind of the morality clause about drafting some of these really like terrible human beings to play in our teams. It's definitely out there, but I really like it, and I strongly think that the, the Dynasty Time uh, team should uh, start to think about it. Uh, thanks. I'll get your reaction off the air. All right, and we have the man himself here. Any uh, anything else you want to add to the message that you you left for us, Logan? I I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> I think for me, I love your sentiment, and I'm with you that when an NFL player does something or seems to do something like that like very illegal and or, you know, reprehensible. I think I would not want to draft that player. Having said that, and I'll use Tyreek Hill as an example, the league and the law, as far as I know, haven't done anything about it. Therefore, how could we possibly enforce that in our fantasy football league when the guy is, well, he's injured, but going to be on the field, just got an extension and by all measures is going to continue playing, will not be arrested, will not be charged, I don't think, and the league's not doing anything about it. How would we possibly enforce that? I mean, I don't have, like, an answer to and like, uh, like anything in particular. I was posing it more as a, as a hypothetical. I think before Tyreek Hill even got into the league, current issue from the past offseason aside, he has been had charges brought against him and has done some pretty terrible thing to things to women, pregnant women. And, and so whether or not like the league makes any calls or the law makes any calls, I think theoretically 14 of us have a pretty, I feel like have a fairly decent compass about right or wrong. And just because the league might not do anything or say anything doesn't mean that we don't need to. So we're going to look at every single NFL player's rap sheet and determine 
how no like like how moral they were or are we just restricting this to like domestic abuse and and um and those type of felonies and crimes yeah that's the tough part i i love the sentiment i love the idea of it because i hated picking tyree kill like yeah definitely and definitely like when they're when like stuff came out it was like okay you, you shouldn't pick them but like somebody's going to and that's just yeah, gonna yeah, hurt I you totally, listen, <laughs> and so it's and a I'm, tough I'm like really saying that like right and that's like i guess i just look at it this way tyreek hill i think we can all agree is a bad person who has done really <laughs> bad things to women and yes he's in the league and yes people will draft him and he's good at fantasy football but we're also a group of people who seemingly you know, can have no problem affording right a $100 entrance fee to play a league, are planning destination drafts to travel all together to have fun to do things. If we're going to, and part of that enjoyment that we're getting is like watching and taking enjoyment of a lot of people like the Joe Mixons, the Kareem Hunts, and the Tyree Hills of the world, maybe we can kind of just say like, hey, we're recognizing that this isn't great. It always gives me kind of a gross feeling when I'm watching them on the weekend. So is there a way that we can like recognize that, do something good in the process? Because it feels like we have the means to do something good as we're doing it. Hey, you can have Joe Mixon. I'll, I'll give you. <laughs> I mean, not, Sony Michelle, straight up. I mean, I'm, I'm down for that. I'd also vote that Scott just straight up dropped Tyreek Hill because – He's the jackass who took him. And, oh, by the way, he's 3-0 and with, like, the most points scored in the league. So, clearly he doesn't even need him when he comes back. But I don't even want him to come back. Yeah, I mean, I'll I take him, too. Let's just trade Mixon for Hill and see what happens. So, I like two things here. One, I like the idea of there being, like, a donation aspect as opposed to, like, a restricting aspect. Because then do. it's, like... That's just like a consequence of, hey, we all know this is happening, but to your point, you're doing something good. If you just restrict them, you're just making the league harder to deal with. Agreed. Point two that I love about it is as commissioner, I could basically become Roger Goodell and place a bounty on any of these guys' heads. And that's not, that sounds great. You know what, uh, though? Honestly, to that point, I'd be cool with that. And like, <laughs> I, I would. More so than Roger Goodell. Like, like... I think we would all trust you to run the NFL more than him. Like, and I'm not, I don't. That's not even much of a compliment to you. <laughs> yeah, he still drafted Tyreek Hill in the first round. Yeah, that's a good point. Never mind. I don't know. I mean, that's Logan, fair. Logan, you and I align on a lot in life outside of fantasy football, but this is way too subjective for me to to get on board with. Yeah, I took Joe Mixon, which was just stupid. Period. Uh, but so, like, how subjective is it? Well, like, truthfully, I, I get your point. I get that there's a line, but like, Joe Mixon clearly falls in the camp of like a bad person. Like, there's not like really like, is there a gray area for what he's done in the past? I don't think there's a gray area. I just think there's a lot to consider. Like, is are some of these crimes? that these people are committing, you know, because uh, like it's their product of like a, you know, a bad upbringing and like a, you know, bad community and, and maybe 
uh, I don't know. Maybe it's like more nurture versus nature. And so there's a lot, I think there's a lot. To You're consider. absolutely right. Yeah. But that doesn't change the outcome that we have the opportunity to recognize what's been done and do something positive out of it. No, I, I, I totally agree with that. And I just want I wanted to backtrack and say, I super thought provoking and I love the sentiment behind it as well. Yeah. I guess I just, I mean, Joe Mixon is a good example of he did something and he paid for it in a way that was yep. deemed reasonable. I don't agree with it. I would be fine if he was in jail for a long time. But that happened. It, they moved on. He ended up in the league on a team, not, you know, playing like he's playing. So why would we try to remove him from the player pool when all of those things have happened and he's on an NFL team actually playing? I mean, just, I mean, just to just to be clear, I only put that option out there as a way to make my donation option seem better. <laughs> so, like, sorry, this is like negotiations one on one stuff here. So, like, yeah, I'm just, I threw that out there to hopefully get you guys back to donating money to the domestic abuse hotline. So, like, ignore that. Like, cards on the table. Like, yeah, I don't agree with that either. Well, yeah. So then I think we get into the thing of is this a, what what David said before is like is this just a domestic abuse type thing? And if it is, I guess that's fine. But also, there are other things that are on par with that. I mean, maybe not in necessarily my opinion, but legally there are things that are on par with or worse than that that some of these guys are or are not allegedly involved in and that we could all probably look at it and say, yeah, he probably did that, but he also can afford a ridiculous lawyer and it all works out for him. Yeah. So, so the know. commissioner can just say, Hey, that was de- behavior detrimental to the league. Pretty much. I mean, so yeah, anyway, I think my bottom line is it's very, very subjective. I love the sentiment, Logan. I want to hear others' thoughts. I mean, the four of us obviously having an interesting conversation. I would love to hear more thoughts on it. So I think we open it up to the group and see what people have to say. Yeah, this could be its own channel. I have a lot of thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need need... Hopefully this will bring a few more folks into the the fold, too, for some of the conversation. And uh, truth be told, I actually heard of this from this idea as we were talking when I was talking with my brother this weekend and he like is knows of a league who does something like this. So I can't take the, or last weekend. So I can't take all the credit for like this idea per se. It does exist out there and it's very much a, I forget the, the court case exa- exactly is like, I don't know what pornography is, but I know it when I see it, like I feel like collectively as a group, we can say, or Scott can say, like, I don't know the line, but I know what feels right when I see it. And because we have the means and the ability to do something, why not take advantage of that? But yeah, I'm super excited to hear what other people have to say and hopefully it drives some good conversation. Or zero conversation. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, another epic podcast, but I think we should, we should sign off. We can always talk more next week. Uh, anything else, you guys, before we, we call tonight? I think I just had one question about just looking quickly ahead at next week's games. I know we're not going to have much time to dig into it too much here, but we are going to have a, a good matchup between the Green Hell and Jutang clan here, two of the top teams in the league. I really just wanted to ask David, is anyone at Jeopardy on your team with Rosh Hashanah coming up? I'm just <laughs> curious. Is is everybody going to be playing? I mean, I know Yom Kippur is not until the 8th, but – 
is everyone going to be playing? Like, how are you handling that with the squad? You know, that's a great question. Um, I don't think this is a Sandy Koufax situation, but, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey has a Jewish look to him. I don't know if he's actually Jewish, but I'll have to dig into this and, you know, see if I need to play Vernon Davis. I mean, I was going to say, Daniel Jones, he could kind of go either <laughs> way to me. I mean, Adam Thielen, nah, not so much. He probably has like a distant relative on his wife's side. And then I think sneakily, LaShawn <laughs> McCoy, like, might be one of those like converted situations. Like, he just was looking for something after Chip Kelly ruined his career. He was like, you know what? I got to change it up. I'm going to see what the Jews have to offer. And he just yeah. loved what he saw, and he just he just went for it. So, <laughs> I don't know. And Andy Reid seems like a guy who would be, like, all for that and would bring him in and celebrate that. And so, I don't know. You might you might have to look at him. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll have to. It'll be a game-time decision for a lot of these players, I'm guessing. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Well, that should be a good one. Um, and I think we'll, we'll, of course, recap all that happens in week four next week. Thanks, David, for joining yeah, thanks for having me. And thanks, Logan, for the last uh, few minutes here. Happy that to, turned into twenty. Yeah, happy to jump on. Appreciate the, the opportunity to share. All right, Dan. Anything else? Good to go. We're moving on to week three. Like I said. All right. Congratulations on the second most points in a loss. We'll see y'all next week. See you later.